Welcome to another episode of Mondays with Maxwell. We're continuing through the book, The Leader's Greatest Return. The title of chapter one is Identifying Leaders, the Ability to Recognize Leaders. I think what as church leaders, one of the biggest challenges we have is recruiting volunteers. Yeah, sometimes we uh, in the church or in your nonprofit, we go through the process of hiring, but that probably doesn't happen as often as we go to try to recruit volunteers to join us to try to accomplish the mission and the ministries that God has put on our heart. And so when we think of this idea of recruiting leaders, so many times we are just so focused on, I've got to have somebody. Like, I've got to have anybody to be able to jump in and fill this role. We're not thinking strategically. We're not, we're not th- thinking, how are we going to weed out the different op- uh, potential candidates? We are oftentimes can get caught so much in the need that we're not recruiting for ability. Many times we're recruiting because our need is so glaring. One of the things that we have to do as uh, leaders in the church and oftentimes in nonprofits, because we, we do utilize volunteers to, to, to push the mission forward and to accomplish the, the things that are on our hearts of evangelism and discipleship and care and ministry and meeting needs, is that we have to reach a place where as leaders, where we're kind of living in two worlds. Yeah, we're still recruiting for the needs. We're trying to identify people who can um, step in and fill the gaps, whether it's short-term, temporary for a week, or um, for long-term. But we're we're trying to identify people to meet the immediate needs. But we also have to reach a place where strategically we can begin to think down the road. And we need to project out uh, if our church or our nonprofit were to grow 10% over three years, where would that leave us? And what would our ministry structure need to be? You see, when we can live in that world, then we can begin reverse engineering and begin looking at ministry opportunities. We look at volunteers and we can look at staffing based on strategic need instead of just um, looking for the immediate holes and trying to find relief from week to week. And so in this chapter, I think John Maxwell helps us as, uh, look at this idea of identifying leaders. He gives us six things and questions that we should look at when we're identifying leaders. The first is an assessment of needs. What is needed? We need to look at our ministries and we need to look at them individually and recognize, okay, what do we need in preschool ministry right now? How many volunteers? How many small group leaders? How many people to do uh, to help us with baby dedication, how many people to help us do whatever it is that you're doing for preschool and children and students and adults and senior adults. And then you look at missions or recreation or whatever the ministries are that God's called you to, de- to do, you need to do an assessment of need. That way you rec- and begin to think, okay, what is needed right now at this time? The second um, statement he says is uh, assets on hand. What is the potential leaders within the church or within the organization? You need to look around your congregation. You need to look around your nonprofit organization and begin to look at who are the leaders, the potential leaders that we have here. I think I said this in the last 
uh, episode, but Jim Collins in Good to Great talks about getting the right people on the bus, and he takes it a step further. It's not just getting the right people on the bus, it's getting the right people in the right seat on the bus. And I think here as we look at um, look, uh, how do we get the, the assessment of the people within the church and within the organization? Um, there's probably more volunteer potential and ministry capacity sitting in your pews right now than you think. Oftentimes we'll look at people and think, well, they're too busy. They're, they're too this or uh, they won't say yes to this. Um, I would encourage you to give them the opportunity to say no, but I wouldn't him haw around and say, you probably don't want to do this, but would you mind? No, you need to cast a vision. You need to give them a picture of what they can say yes to, but you need to take an assessment of um, the potential leaders that are already on hand. And then you need to look at the potential assets not on hand. What are, are the potential roles? And this really fits more with hiring. Um, but who are the, the people you need that aren't here yet? You know, one of the, the Bible verses that says we need to pray for the Lord to send workers into the harvest. Um, when you look around uh, your church and you look at the pews and the people sitting there and you recognize that there's a gap, you need someone um, with this specific skill set that would really make a difference in your church ministries. And you recognize that, that they're not in your church. You know, it's not like in a business where you can just go and hire or you can go and outsource or you can. What we need to do is we need to pray. We say, God, I don't know who you have to, that can do this, but I believe that you can um, help us identify someone. You can send us someone. We need to pray and ask God to send workers into the harvest. And so we need to look at the assets not on hand. We need to look at the gaps, the things that aren't there. Then we need to look at the attitude of potential leaders. Are they willing? Attitude matters. Are they willing to grow? Are they willing to develop? Are they willing to um, have good chemistry and good relationships with the people that they're going to serve shoulder to shoulder with? Are they willing? The fifth thing he says is the ability of potential leaders. You know, a lot of times this is where we start. Are they able to do the work? And I think he's got, John Maxwell's got this in the right order where he says, are they willing first? And then to look at the abilities. And so are they able, um, and it's not, may not, they may not be able to do it now, but they may have the ability to be trained. They may have some of the um, skill sets that you need in how to do or uh, in, in the way they do their work and the way they fulfill the calling, they may just need some training in the specifics of it. And so um, this is, are they able or are they able to be trained? And then the sixth thing he says is, look at the accomplishments of potential leaders. Have they produced results? I'm a firm believer, especially when it comes to hiring. I didn't look at and under, gain a good understanding of not just what they say they've done, but but look and, and try to identify what they have been doing at their work because what they've done is what they're going to do. You can look at people in your church and you can say, you know what, these are some pretty busy people. But when you look at what, they've, what they're accomplishing in their life and you see the successes and, 
And oftentimes in the church, what we do is we push away from that and say, well, they're too busy. They're not going to have time to help or they're not going to want to because of, and I would encourage you, identify busy people because busy people oftentimes have a knack for getting things done. And those are the people that you want to have around you. When I was a children's pastor, you look at the core team of people around me. Uh, I had a, a high-level person with the Fox Theater uh, in St. Louis. I had a, 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 a high-level administrator at uh, the university. I had a high-level uh, leader in the um, Navy. I had a high-level level leader with the electric company. All these people were right. or you know, I, I didn't set out to do that, but they gravitated. They saw a vision. They saw a mission worth investing in. And even though they were incredibly busy in their personal lives and in their professional lives, they wanted to give and be a part of something significant. And I think you've got some people in your pews right now that probably are just untapped potential leaders that we've been overlooking for whatever reason. And so I want to encourage you to take an assessment of what's needed. Look at who's already there. Look at potential gaps of what's not there yet. Consider the attitude, consider the ability, and then look at the accomplishments of the potential leaders. Some quotes I want to share with you. First, from John Maxwell, for a leader who develops leaders, there is something scarcer and much more important than ability. It's the ability to recognize ability. Pastors, ministry leaders, nonprofit leaders, one of the things we have to do is we have to be able to recognize good talent and to be able to recognize ability. You see, everyone um, has the potential to serve. Everyone has the potential to fill a, a role. And I believe everyone's got a calling and a place to serve. Part of our role as the pastor and the ministry leader and the nonprofit leader is to, to help get people in the, the right seat on the bus. Uh, we don't want to put somebody in over their head. And we need to be able to recognize that. At the same time, where we have high-level leaders, we want to make sure and maximize their capacity for the kingdom. And we have a chance to position them where they can lead the church and the ministry forward. Another quote from Mark Sanborn, it says, uh, he's an author and a speaker. He says this, great leaders help people have a larger vision of themselves. One of our roles as pastors and ministry leaders is to help people gain a vision of what God wants to do through them, what God wants to do in them. We have to cast vision for themselves so they can see beyond the reality. Another quote from John Maxwell, it says, There are many things leaders cannot do for their people. However, clarity regarding the intent should never be in short supply. People must always know what they are trying to accomplish. And I think pastors and ministry leaders, one of the things we need to do is we need to spend time understanding with clarity where we're going. We need to understand with clarity how this ministry or this missions opportunity helps us pursue the calling that we have. And we need to give people clarity and help them.